please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that Realtors face. I'm Laura Farley. And I'm John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Laura. Hey, John. What's up? Not much. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? You know, I'm hanging in there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I have a question for you. Okay, go ahead. When was the last time that you used a pen to sign something? And sign something. Well, I signed a check in the past couple of days, I think. That probably is the last time. Well what stone age are you currently living in? Let's let's talk about what constitutes a signature, because mine is really just a series of lines that no sane person should consider a a name, but that's what I how I sign things. Are so. you admitting to not being sane since you consider that your name? My counsel has advised that I not comment on that. So oh, okay. Let's move on. Okay. Let's just move on. All right. Here. So the reason I asked is because today's topic is electronic signatures, and most people have gotten very familiar with them, but we're going to talk about electronic signatures and then more specifically the programs and everything like that, because technically if you just sign, like at the grocery store when you sign on that electronic pad, that's an electronic signature. All right. That makes sense. So we're going to start by going into a deeper dive on the Uniform Electronic Transactions Act, which is UEDA. And John, by the end of the episode, I'm really hoping that you can work that into some great pun or joke of some kind. I have faith in you. Listen, it's a lot of pressure. I know. Theoretically, you know, I could become a diamond under pressure. And that's what I'm hoping. I've got high hopes here. Or I could just crumble. Nah, I don't think so. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, listeners, let us know in the comments, if you're actually out there and commenting, how successful or unsuccessful my pun attempt is. Five stars all the way. Thank you. I'll take that. So, as Laura said, we are going to talk about UEDA, which Virginia has adopted, and the Federal E-Sign Act, and they're both intended to give electronic records and signatures the same weight as hard copies. The Virginia law applies to all transactions within Virginia, while the Federal E-Sign Act applies to any transaction that involves interstate commerce. Well, luckily, both acts have similar provisions and requirements. In Virginia, an electronic signature is, quote, an electronic sound, symbol, or process attached to or logically associated with a record and executed or adopted by a person with the intent to sign the record. So good news for you, John, is that a bunch of squiggly lines means if you intended to sign it, It counts. If the law says it, it must be true. Yep. Yeah, so basically anything that could logically be seen as a signature if the person intended to sign the document, that's covered. So that means that typing your name at the end of a text message or email could be seen as a signature. And that's a reference back to last week's episode on can a text message form a contract. So if you haven't listened to that one, go ahead. Go back and listen to it. We'll wait. We'll wait. Okay, it should be good. Thanks. And you may be wondering why there are fancy e-signature programs like DocuSign, AuthentiSign, and the like, which require links to be emailed, people to log in, etc. If anything you do basically can be considered an e-signature, why do you have all these extra steps to jump through? And the short answer, lawyers. Mm. We often like to make things more complicated than they need to be. Sure. But in this case, I mean, that's what we get paid for, right? Right, exactly. But in this case, we're making them more complicated up front to make it less complicated later. That's right, friends. We're helping you out here. If a client were to open a Word document and just type his name in the signature field, 
you could have problems later proving that it was the client and not someone else who typed that name. So by having a system where an individual needs to log into a secure program or email account, that person is authenticating who he or she is when they are signing the document. So if your client gives you their email address, which you have used to correspond with them, and you use that email address for electronic signature purposes, they can't later claim that they weren't the one who signed the document. Well, they might try and make that claim, but they're going to have a much harder time proving it wasn't them or someone that they had given authority to to sign on their behalf. In addition to providing that level of authentication for who signed the document, eSignature can also document when something was signed in a way that cannot be altered. That's right. You'll see a date stamp and sometimes other information near the signature. This is part of the process, and it creates a record to document when a particular party signed the document. So if that data is missing or altered in some way, the signature itself can be called into question, but the e-signature provider should have a record of that signature in its system. So now that we know that electronic records and signatures have the same weight as tangible records and signatures, how do parties agree to them? I mean, the law says it only applies to parties who have agreed to conduct transactions by electronic means. So how does that happen? Well, the law also says that the party's agreement is determined from the context and the surrounding circumstances, including the party's conduct. So parties accepting electronic versions of documents and using electronic signatures means that they have consented to UEDA. One question that we often get is why Virginia Realtors forms contain the e-signature paragraph. So, John, as the standard forms liaison, why is it still there? Well, because the short answer is because that's what the law says needs to happen. The law states that an agreement to conduct a transaction electronically, including electronic signatures, cannot be contained in a standard form contract, which is what we here at Virginia Realtors draft, unless it is conspicuously displayed and separately agreed to. That's why this language on the Virginia Realtors forms is bold and has initial blocks next to it. The bold makes it conspicuous, and the initial blocks comply with the separately agreed to provision. Now, we've heard that some form providers out there have started to remove the UEDA paragraphs from their forms, which shouldn't impact the validity of the contract, however, because the language about the party's conduct. That's right. But since the law still does require a separate agreement if the language is in a standard contract at this point, that's why it's still in the Virginia Realtors form. Yeah, better safe than sorry, we say. All right, so John? Yes. Let's take it to the legal hotline. Take it to the legal hotline. The seller did not initial the electronic signatures paragraph, but signed and initialed the rest of the contract with an e-signature program. John, do we still have a contract? Yes. Not initialing the electronic transaction or signature paragraph does not impact the validity of the contract itself. Laura, in that same transaction, are we still able to use electronic signatures going forward, or do I need my client to start signing everything with a pen? Well, because the seller accepted the buyer's offer, which contained electronic signatures, and used electronic signatures himself, you're able to continue using electronic signatures for the rest of the transaction. All right, one more, John. I have a really old-school seller who does not believe in or trust this newfangled technology. She only wants paper and pen. What do I do? Well, it's important to note that nothing bad's ever happened from people signing things with paper and pen. So mm. that that's let's get that out of the way right now. That's pretty a bold statement. Well, that's what we're here for. All right. Uh, because the law states that the party's agreement to electronic transactions will be determined by the context and the surrounding circumstances, including the party's conduct, your seller can't accept any electronic documents or documents with electronic signatures if she wants paper and pen. This means if she receives an offer with electronic signatures, she will have to reject and counter back 
of the contract that uses pen and ink. You'll have to reach out to the other side to explain what's going on, since it will seem that you're accepting because the document will have all the same terms. The only issue will be pen and paper as opposed to electronic signature. Mm -hmm. But also in this case, you need to remind your seller that the law gives electronic transactions the same weight and legal consequence as the one conducted with pen and paper. All right. So how can you limit your risk? Well, first use an e-signature program that both verifies the person's identity and creates a record of when they are signing. Be careful about typing your name on emails and texts that contain the essential terms of an agreement, and this is a regular sales contract, but also an agreement maybe between you and your client, because e-signature programs are not required for an electronic signature to be valid. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. And as a side note, these podcasts are great if you're kind of drowsy when you eat a big meal. Nice. Ah, I could have done so much better. I apologize to you guys. We're going to get this fixed later on. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Thanks. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. You need a, to get a lawyer. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2019. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike License.